0: So it's another podcast from Books of the Year. And this is part two of our conversation with Abigail Dean. Her book is Girl A. Uh, You can find our main conversation about that book um, precisely where you got this podcast. In fact, you may well have listened to it already. In fact, uh, you may well have heard Abigail talk about the playlists that she puts together. Um, Because um, uh, a lot of writers, Abigail, I mean, I find that they either say they write to silence or they find they write to Max Richter or something kind of vaguely instrumental or choral, but nothing with words. But it sounds as though you basically listen to six music all the time. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> My husband would be really happy that, I, he's felt you're not cool enough for six music, <laughs> but I, I like to think that I am. Uh, it's, it's kind of strange actually. So I I have these playlists um, that I actually do write in um in silence. So I have the playlists as sort of um um almost I don't want to say motivational music. That sounds really bizarre. Um but but kind of the, the music that I will listen to um when out for you know the daily walk that we're all very familiar with. Um and almost use it as kind of a tool for thinking about the characters and for sort of planning um planning the story. Mm. Um but but when it comes to writing um Exactly, as you said, I, I actually, I, I do struggle to write with with um, music okay. on. So it tends to Just be checking. the music comes first, then the silence.
0: <laughs> okay, so into that void. Here we go with the Q&A. Uh, question number one to Abigail Dean. What is the last book you really, really enjoyed?
1: This was Ask Again Yes um, by Mary Beth Keane which I read over Christmas, over the kind of Christmas um, holidays, I guess. And it it was slightly that thing where it's hard to separate um, the book from the time when you read it. So it was a kind of really enjoyable sort of holiday time at the end of a a year that I think has been difficult for everybody. Um, So lots of good food, um, lots of good drink and um, lots of good books. And, And this one was a particular highlight. Um, It it tells the story of two families in upstate New York um, who are neighbours and who are sort of um, torn apart by by a sort of very um, dramatic act of violence between them, um, and it follows them for for sort of 40, 50 years af- after this has taken place. Um, and it's, it's beautifully written, and a lot of it is set in sort of you know, that cold New York winter. Um, so it was just a perfect book to curl up with um, at, at that time.
0: Do you have a, uh, a favourite thriller writer, Abigail?
1: I do. Um, my favourite thriller writer is Gillian Flynn, um, of the Ooh, yeah. magnificent Gone Girl. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I still kind of remember reading Gone Girl um, on holiday years and years ago. And I think that ever since I've probably thought about Amy Dunn's character um, at least once a week, <laughs> you know, if not sort of once a day, um, I, I think that she's just kind of like an iconic thriller character and and sort of just has a fabulous um voice and i also really loved sharp objects um it's so a gillian flynn's debut novel i um i love the sort of southern um southern u.s setting of that um and I, I love the tv show as well um so yeah gillian flynn for me is, is just um just something to aspire to she's she's incredible
0: is there a book abigail um that you really had to persevere with, but you're glad that you did? Because we we talk quite a lot on this podcast about, you know, how many pages you give a book before you give up. And we all have that limit, whether it be five pages or 100 pages. But sometimes it is worth persevering. Is there one that stands out for you? Yeah, one that stands out.
1: And it's maybe not for the sort of reason of oh, I, I didn't love it at the start or it didn't grip me. Um, I'm probably a bit more ruthless when it comes to to that as a kind of motivation for stopping. Um, the, the book that I sort of had to persevere with was um, A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. Hmm. And the, the reason for that was just because it is a very, very difficult book to, to read, I found. You know, there, there were moments um, when I had to, put it down because I it, it, the, the characters in that book go through so much. Um, so it tells the the story of sort of four um, four men um, who are college roommates in in New York and it follows them um, in their life after college, um, particularly focusing on on Jude um, one of the characters who has had a very kind of mysterious, childhood that he he's very reluctant to talk about and yeah that he he goes through so much in this book that there were times when I did think you know can I actually keep reading um because I I sort of felt you know as, as the reader you you suffer with the characters to some degree um and I'm glad I kept going because I think that ultimately it is a book that has really beautiful kind of tender human moments amongst the, um, amongst the suffering. And I think it, those are the moments that really have stuck with me and, and that made it, that made it worth it in my view.
0: Are there any books, Abigail, that, that stand out from your childhood? Now, I, I always find it instructive here as to particularly books where you've had to pay for it with your own money, as opposed to, <coughs> you know, a, a parent has sort of sat you on their knee and, and read you uh, The Faraway Tree or, or whatever it was. Um, but I always, I always find it interesting if there is a book that you've gone out with your pocket money and said, I am going to spend this money on a book. But it can be anything, a, a book that stood out from your childhood. <sighs>
1: Yeah, it's funny because I feel like books were always one of those things that I could usually um, usually persuade my parents to, to buy, um, with a very memorable exception of, um, of The Amber Spyglass, which came out in hardback. And I remember my parents saying, like, no, you need to wait for the, for the paperback copy. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that isn't actually the, the, the sort of book that, uh, that sticks out. Um, so that there is a book called um, Speak by Laurie House Anderson that is an American uh, sort of young adult book. And it was something that I read um, and reread as a teenager. Um, And it is a book about a um, a girl who just before she starts high school is um, sexually assaulted at a um, a party. And, you know, looking back, I think, I'm not sure I've read a book since that deals so sensitively and also viscerally with with rape um with sexual assault it it, it's a fantastic incredibly moving um book and you know i I think just evidence that books written for 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 teenagers are have such power um it's a book that's kind of stuck with me for my um for my whole whole life i would say and you know revisiting it it's as fantastically written um and as sort of powerful as it was when I first read it when I was kind of 14 or so.
0: Is there a book that always cheers you up that you think, ah, oh, now I'll just dip into those pages one more time?
1: Yes. Um, so uh, the, the book is Less by Arthur Sean Greer. And um, I've really found it's it's been over the last year particularly sort of heartening. Um, so it tells the story of a novelist, um, and, and I know kind of writers recommending books about writers never a great a great look, but <laughs> people can hear me out. I promise. Um, it's um, so so he, he is a novelist who um, is desperate to avoid um, having to attend his ex-boyfriend's wedding. And so he accepts a sort of string of strange um, engagements at, at sort of different literary events across the world. And sort of sets off on this worldwide trip in an attempt to avoid, um to avoid this wedding. And it is so funny. Um, it's yeah, it, it's got fantastic humor to it. Um, and it's also obviously different chapters are set in different countries across the world. So you have these amazing descriptions of Berlin um, and of Paris and of Morocco, um, of this chapter set in India. And so it's it's just been a book that I've kept going back to this year um, because it's both funny but also a great escape to these places that um haven't been able to visit for a while.
0: Uh, you, your answer so far, Abigail, it's, 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 there's been some books that I've heard of, some that I've not, but, but all great recommendations. Is there is there a book that you wish you'd written?
1: It's a strange one because I think there, there, in a way there are loads and loads of books that I would have loved, um, that I would have loved to, to write. Um, and at the same time, I'm sort of also feel like I've been very lucky to get to read them. I'm sure the writing of them was less and less pleasurable than, um, <laughs> than the reading. Um, I guess I would say uh, pretty much any novel by Kazuo Ishigeru um, and particularly Never Let Me Go. Which um, you know, I, I think is such a combination of cleverness um, and sort of really moving devastation. Um, so I, I think I would go for for, for that novel. Um, it, it also feels like it's quite a reserved book. You know, it's, it's really muted um, in a very, very kind of clever way. And so I, I, I think that's something in my writing that I've always had to kind of work at quite hard. Um, you know, As I sort of said, um, i said a few times, um, you know, my, my writing's often been, um, I feel it's been potentially too flowery or too dramatic at times, particularly when I was younger. And so I think having that sort of gorgeous sort of reserved tone that, that, that Never Let Me Go does um, is something that I, I sort of think about in my own writing all the time.
0: And finally, Abigail, is there uh, a book that you would like to step inside of? We're talking about world creation. I guess I'd be entitled to say at this point, probably not Girl A, uh, much as I admire it. No. I don't particularly no. want, want to go into their world. But is is there a book that you have thought, I mean, you've already mentioned a Philip Pullman uh, book, um, but is there, is there a world that's been created in a book that you think, yeah, well, maybe even if it's just for a day, I'd like to go there?
1: Yeah, if it's just for a day, and I can definitely um, leave before the sort of drama starts, um, I would probably step into Fiesta, um, The Sun Also Rises by um, by Ernest Hemingway, um, in the sort of Pamplona um, festival um, and the sort of carnage of um, of a day spent um, drinking with Jake um, and Brett and the sort of crew in that novel who kind of congregate um, f- for the festival. Um, but, you know, it would be, <laughs> I would want it to be a pretty brief thing because um, I think the characters would be incredibly difficult to live with um, for much longer than a day. Um, but yeah, the sort of um, the 20s, 30s um, in um, in Pamplona, um, just for one day at the festival to, to see how, um, see if I would survive would be um, would, would be right. great. <laughs>
0: Uh, It's been a fascinating uh, conversation. Abigail, thank you very much indeed uh, for spending some time with us. Abigail's book is Girl A. If you'd like to hear more about that, you can find our companion podcast precisely where you got this one. Abigail, thanks very much. Thank you.